Welcome to Outside In, an interview series brought to you in collaboration with First Windows and Doors. I'm Alice Lyons, editor of Homestyle magazine, and today I'm catching up with architect Paul Clark of Studio Two Architects. We're going to be having a chat about his concept for an intergenerational holiday home in Mount Monganui. So, Paul, today we're discussing a project of yours in Mount Monganui, a generational retreat for the Weber family. What was the brief for this project? It was actually a really lovely brief because it evolved over time. So um, we'd actually done a previous project for the family and then through the refinement of what we'd done for them previously with their house in Auckland, the brief sort of evolved out of that in respect of it being a retreat where they could take the family, um, the family could use and um, Paul and Sue could also just have time there. By themselves. Yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. And and now they have a, which is, I think, it's fantastic. They've got the roster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like I imagine it's in hot demand. <laughs> it's in very hot demand. So the, I think, uh, you know, obviously mum and dad can take the priority spaces and then the others can... Block it out. Yeah. Yeah, around them. I guess sort of being in a high-density area there in the mount, how did that inform the design? Look, I think going back to where we ended up with you know talking to one of the neighbors particularly was is trying to get a little more height mm. and um, that really helped us in the sense that by being able to sort of extrude the building up slightly higher it meant that we could extend that space again and within that it, it gave us this opportunity to give them privacy yeah sure and then having to think about, the other houses around the property and because they were there and they're not going to go anywhere <laughs> it was and 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 as everybody have a, has a different aesthetic yes so you know it's how do you manage that visual disconnection mm. or the connection to view and i think um the lovely thing about the house is that there is this there are these moments within it even though you know we talk about that simple plan but you go out to the front or to the street side and you walk to the front and then there's this openness and this connection to the mount and then you've got a street interface and then you can sit back from that in that space and have complete privacy because you're far enough back from the street and far enough back from the edge of the terrace that you've actually got this lovely space to sit in and have a coffee or a glass of wine and people don't necessarily see you. you. You're sort of inward facing in that respect, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and you can hear people. And so one of the classic um, little um, stories that Paul has is that, you know, he hears people walking past and they... Uh, sorry, he doesn't hear them walking. He's, yeah, he does hear them walking past. Hear them chatting. Yeah, yeah. Chatting, chatting, <laughs> and they say, do you know that that door, that's a garage door? Yeah. <laughs> and people just go, no, it's not. And then, yeah. goes, and then you know, secretly he can open the garage door. <laughs> so there's a little bit of fun well, there. Well, I guess in that respect, probably some of those things did answer that holiday home brief where yeah. a little bit of lock and leave, but in a architectural yeah. way. And then I suppose leading on from that is, um, you know, then you can withdraw to the kitchen and you, and you get a glimpse of the mount and then you come around and you're facing more towards um, where the container, where the, the, uh, sorry, the, the porters and you get this, this sort of 
we've also done a house in front and you get this lovely sort of sculpted wall that you're looking through and it, within all of that you've got all these neighbours but you don't have a distinct sort of hey I'm going to look at that house yeah. you look past everything because it's sort of set up that way. Mm. Hey well it's interesting that you mentioned you did the house in front because they are quite close together so they work quite seamlessly. <laughs> yeah and look you know that was really important to because they've, they've they're friends as well yeah. and I think um, you know this is that, that trying to create um, a sense of pri- connection but privacy mm. and then within that small um, I suppose landscape space we've been able to really utilise that in a yeah. way that allows it to have this really lush um, garden mm. um, but you don't feel like you're in or no, the top it's of quite, yeah, you yeah. Really, it makes a feature of it, but at the same time is, has that privacy, which is yeah. neat. Yeah. And um, so the joinery, which is all from first windows and doors, would have been a key consideration in that sort of balance between the opening up the views and maintaining the privacy? Totally. And, I, you know, probably more the opening up than anything else and how do you create sort of cross-ventilation. Um, how, I mean, getting the right joinery suite in respect of colour and design and trying to make it, um, I suppose, sit in the background that it, it looks and feels like there's quality. Um, and that's really important for all of the things within the space. So, um, but what we were wanting to do, especially when with the opening to the terrace space upstairs was to be able to open the whole thing up. Mm. Um, obviously, can't, it can't all open up because some glass needs to go somewhere, but um, it does give you that ability to get a pretty seamless transition from inside to outside because mm. you've got your floor level, your joinery, and then your deck level can be flush. Um, so that, that was really important to us. And then the joinery on the lower part of the house was, we had some, a little bit of cantilever and it's sort of how do you create um, airflow um, by being able to sort of lock doors off, partially open, but also um, how, how do you sort of open windows where you don't get rain in. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, having that ability to manipulate uh, or adapt the joinery is really important to us. Mm. So then, coming back to the idea with the terrace, you've got the APL architectural series sliders. And, um, I mean, even just having that extension of the kitchen from indoors to barbecuing outside is pretty seamless there, which is pretty neat. Yeah, so um, I love that idea of the kitchen actually being an extension to the outdoor um, barbecue area. Um, And... The way that the joinery actually slides through the kitchen and the barbecue area is fantastic because it sort of it works like a bar, mm. but it's also sort of just you can shift the um, the food along from the from yeah. the main bench to the you know barbecue cook there, come out the other yeah. end and chuck it on the table. Yeah. Um, so um, it's sort of a, there's a little bit of process there. Yeah. So you've got quite, it's quite a defined sort of difference between the upstairs and downstairs there. Yes. What's the sort of plan from arrival at at the house? How would you describe that? So what we tried to do was 
create this sort of journey into the home where, um, you know, it was, it was slightly removed. I mean, the frontage is not wide, yeah. for one, and then um, it's directing people through. So we created this planter on the side, which was the, in situ concrete, and that was sort of this connection to sort of the quality. And then we had these um, quite playful steps and, you know, we're always trying to play a little game with the rules yeah. in respect of, you know, safety from falling and, and those sorts of things. But it was how do you make it a quite a playful entry. Mm. Um, we crafted this canopy, which was just this folded metal around the opening. And then we wanted to, I suppose, have an entry door that um, had, you know, a little bit of a sculptural meaning to it. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, a door isn't necessarily a door to door to door. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. <laughs> it was how do we craft something that was interesting through to crafting the handle that made it um, sort of like welcoming. Yeah. So you come in and it's quite a defined space, but there's enough room that you can have people um, who, who you sort of are inviting in and then you, the idea is that you go straight upstairs. Yeah. So there's this private space, which is the downstairs space, public space which is for everybody mm -hmm. and so within that there's something really nice about um, being able to have the family tucked away um, especially you know at, the, at this present point in time they've got younger sleeping babies and yes yeah. you know sleeping, yeah, sleeping babies and <laughs> um, you know younger gen grandchildren who just want maybe time out or, or asleep mm. and then adults can be upstairs or everybody can be upstairs yeah. so, so there's sort of that defining between the two levels yes um which works really well and so working with paul and well and tim was there elements that they what tim brought to the design process other than just having the furniture installed did he work on some of the sort of bespoke detailing and things there too look it was um he didn't work with us in relation to i suppose the architectural detailing, but um, all of um, Tim's furniture and uh, lighting, they're all considerations. I mean, yeah. I, I still remember vividly the presentation that we did, and you know, we had Tim's lights above the island bench, yes. and, and so there was that, that was always the intention, yeah. And I think um, that's actually been really nice because then you know, we along the way provided drawings to Tim and then the furniture was looked at. And inserted in without yeah. yeah. And so I mean we and we had we had ideas about all of that anyway, but it wasn't we didn't have preciseness in relation to what those objects or what that furniture was. So yeah, it was really neat to have that opportunity to sort of work collaboratively on that, even though, you know, the install of all of that was more Tim's once your job forte. was done. Yeah. 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 So um and you know, um Paul and Sue, you know, there's sort of they've developed this real interest in the craft of I think building, um, of architecture, of furniture and yeah, art. Mate. Yeah. So um and I always see those coupling together because mm -hmm. I love that little package. <laughs> uh, yeah, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> and so timber was obviously a key consideration as well. Can you talk us through some of the decisions around materiality? Yeah, so um, we had a lot of conversations about um, 
different timbers and the different durabilities. There was um, how do we craft a space that um, is, you know, I I talk a lot about I love I love things beautiful things mm-hmm. and and I know Paul and Sue you know they think the house is, is beautiful and within that there's um, the way that we put some um, ideas on the table that were not necessarily what you know everybody else would have thought about um, for them mm. and you know it was sort of they've had a long um, association with plywood we didn't, but we didn't want to necessarily we didn't use ply but we wanted to use um, a robust surface sort of the the walls were um, cedar the ceilings were cedar they, we wanted to create a negative detail within that the way that they were put together and then within that negative detail we wanted that to re- relate to the floor so there's the floor and the walls and the ceiling have this sort of wrap Hmm. all the way through and then so within that insertion of the gap on the walls we thought differently and presented um, we had a mock-up made for Paul and Sue about this idea of having you know Quila set into oak and it just worked yeah it just was a really lovely sort of um, idea that came together through sort of conversation and, and experimentation. It does really wrap that sort of whole upstairs area in a kind of warm embrace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I look, at, I mean, I um, one of the things that I absolutely love about what we do is you, you as you build, you see what you've thought about and it comes to fruition and then you go, well, the, the contractor sends another photo and then you go yep and then it's sort of it just it's, it's wonderful how it evolves yeah and um, then I think when all the joinery was in and all the glass was in and you just get the the feeling of how that that warm glow of the mm. building is that's that's really special well having that much glass at that height is yeah definitely adds <laughs> impact yeah that those triangular pitched windows in particular pretty significant yeah, they were um, they were a really interesting sort of um, process in relation to how we got, got around to doing that. I mean, you know, it's a big piece of sixteen mil toughened glass, single pane, and how did, how we got it to site from foreign lands and containers, and you know, so and then the guys on site, amazing team of builders on site. Yeah, who but, was the builder on the? So Kevin Garrity, so um, and his team, and so what they, you know, how they got that in. I mean, there's some of the things that I do miss. I would like to be on site yeah. a lot more, <laughs> especially watching those types of things. Um, and you know, through my own experience, sometimes you don't want to be on site with, <laughs> with those sorts of things. But um, yeah, they craned it into place um, and fitted perfectly. You know, that all of those things are just um, a delight in the way that they come together. But, you know, you, you have to have a good team of people yeah. to source that, have those conversations, give you options. You know, we at times we, we were, were going to have a central mullion and then we looked at doing a buttered join and then we had people find a way of actually finding that big piece of glass. Mm. And that was a decision. You know, again, 
presenting it to the client is, well, hey, what do you think? And this is how much it is. And but you know, it was a fantastic decision at the end of the day because yeah. it's actually made it's paid off. <laughs> yeah, it's paid off. It's made the space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so that outside is cedar too, stained yes. black. Yes, yeah, so there's what a com- out there? combination of um, trying to get the cedar looking natural. I think we've got platinum on one part of it, then we've got the black, um, and then um, there's some natural cedar through to having the, the dark uh, roof. So just, yeah, I, uh, really, again, it's all those natural materials. So the, on the entry, there's concrete, and then there's, you know, coming in, there's the black timber, then um, having some natural, and then inside having all those natural materials. Mm. So, yeah, we do love timber, so we do play around with it mm. quite a bit. <laughs> well, it works, yeah, it works well there because it has that, the natural feel while also sort of having that really boxy, structured form. Yeah. Being... And especially, you know, so much of it being surrounded in that black all the way around. Yes, and, and I think, so. you know, it's sort of thinking about the detail differently. I mean, yeah. and... and um, when it, yeah. Even some of those bifolds around the bathrooms. Yeah. Quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the lovely thing about that is, is, is to give a sense... Of, well, it does give privacy, but it, it gives a better sense of privacy. Yeah. so sort of slatted rain screens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, uh, and I think, um, again, that going right back in terms of that idea of adaptability... Kids are fine when they're young about, you know, it doesn't matter any matter with showering and then you want some privacy and then you, you get a, become a teenager and you don't want privacy and then you get older and you do want privacy. So you've got this adaptability. <laughs> so it's, um, you know, I, I, I love um, being able to manipulate sort of light mm. and... Um, well, I and like the, the idea of having the sliding glass and then also the bifold with the wood and that you could yeah. independently you know manipulate either or to totally and so on reflection what do you sort of consider to be the most well what were you most happy with what were the successful outcomes look I think the most successful outcome is the clients being so happy and then also you know the whole family loving it mm. and that's I think um you know, the best thing for us as a team, you, you sort of sit back from it and you go, wow, you know, they, they love it. And, I mean, I, I'd sort of, you, you hope that people do. Yeah. Um, and in this situation, you know, I think, as we talked about before, the they've got a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> it's full. Everyone wants to be there. <laughs> There's no spare days. So, so you know, your job's done. <laughs> that's, I mean, and that's been pretty special. Yeah. You know, so I, can, I sort of can sit back really happily with that yeah. and um, know that they're happy. Thanks for tuning in. You can take a look at this generational retreat over at firstwindows.co.nz.